This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Padres Post Game Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Postgame Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. We are live here at Petco Park as the Padres fall 5-2 to two in extra innings to the St. Louis Cardinals. Sam Levitt with you here inside the loft at the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park as we wrap this one up. A lot to discuss as the Cardinals score three runs in the top half of the 11th inning and the Padres see an eight-game winning streak come to an end here tonight. A lot to do on our post-game coverage as we wrap this one up. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. We'll also play back all the radio highlights in this one. Recap it in its entirety. Sam Levitt with you here inside the loft at the Western Metal Building as we break this one down. So a lot to do, but let's begin with this. Obviously, a lot of good things for the San Diego Padres in the last couple of weeks. And by the way, before I get even deeper into this, I should mention there are fireworks here at Petco Park. Beautiful post-game fireworks, so... Uh, that's the uh, the noise you hear behind me right now. So a little bit loud uh, behind me. But uh, the last couple of weeks featured uh, a lot of good things for the San Diego Padres right in the midst of a great start to the month of September, in the midst of an eight-game winning streak. They battled against and really did things that they hadn't done for the most part this season, whether it was winning close games, each of the last four wins decided by one or two runs, whether it was coming up with big hits and big moments from their biggest of stars, whether it was executing on the little things and also stringing wins together. Remember, before this eight-game win streak, the Padres had not won more than three games in a row all season long. But There is still one thing the San Diego Padres continue to be plagued by here in 2023, and that is extra inning games. Another one here tonight where the Padres fall. They fall by a final of 5-2. Another extra inning affair where the Padres had tremendous opportunities, both in the, uh, well, First in the ninth inning, then in the tenth inning to win this game, and the Padres could not find a way to get it done. The Padres almost incredibly, and not in a good way, fall to 0-12 this season in extra inning games. 0-12 in extra inning games, and that is how the eight-game win streak comes to an end. And we'll dive into all the aspects of this game, but the big story in this one, the Padres simply unable to cash in on so many opportunities and it wasn't just about extra innings it wasn't just about having the winning run on third base in the ninth inning with one out with Fernando Tatis Jr. and Juan Soto at the plate it was the entire game really innings one through 11 the Padres here tonight went one for 17 with runners in scoring position they left 13 on base let me repeat that one again 13 on base and one for 17 with runners in scoring position so it was about a lot more than just the extra innings than just leaving the winning run on third base in the ninth inning it was an issue all night long and then it really came to a head in the ninth inning in the tenth inning and the Padres lose another extra inning game 
And the slim playoff chance as well with the Cubs winning to get, uh, today, the Padres losing. Padres at the end of tonight find themselves five games out of that third and final wild card spot. It's not over yet, but those playoff chances do get even slimmer. So that is where we are here tonight. The Padres fall 5-2 to two to the St. Louis Cardinals on this Saturday evening at Petco Park and now the rubber game of this three-game series tomorrow here in downtown San Diego. When we come back here on the Padres Radio Network, we'll have all the radio highlights. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin and much, much more to come as we wrap this one up from Petco Park. Back after this on the Padres Radio Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight in 11 innings. The St. Louis Cardinals 5 and the San Diego Padres 2. The uh, booms you hear, they are the fireworks going off here at Petco Park. Very beautiful here in downtown San Diego. Most of the fans sticking around to watch these fireworks. The penultimate game here at Petco Park in 2023 final home game of the season tomorrow as the Padres will try to secure a series win against the St. Louis Cardinals the grand finale and the fireworks are done all right very pretty very nice here at Petco Park Sam Levitt with you here inside the Western Metal Building as we wrap this one up another disappointing extra inning defeat here tonight for the San Diego Padres as the Padres see their eight game win streak come to an end and the San Diego Padres here in 2023 dropped to 0 in 12 in extra inning games. Hard to believe. And as I said in the open, a lot of good things have ha- happened uh, for the Padres in the last uh, couple of weeks here in the month of September, and certainly in this eight-game winning streak. Whether it was winning close games, whether it was coming up with big hits and big moments from big-time players, it was really the first example we had this season of the Padres putting together a sustained stretch of winning with the eight-game win streak and starting 14-5. and five. In September, there still was one thing the Padres had not accomplished. Out of all the things that plagued this team in the first 130, 140 games, and that was winning an extra inning game, and they had a golden opportunity to extend the win streak to nine here tonight and also get that elusive first extra inning win, but it didn't happen here tonight. But to be honest with you, that's really just part of the story in this game, and we'll break it all down, tell you how it went down in just a moment. But again, the big number in this game that you look to, Padres went 1-for-17 with runners in scoring position. We certainly know that's been an issue throughout the year, especially in the early part of the year, but 1-for-17 with runners in scoring position here tonight. They left 13 on base. That is part of the story, a big part of the story. Let's tell you the whole story with our game highlights. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. Nick Martinez dealt with trouble in the top of the first inning, but he stranded two base runners on. In the bottom half, Xander Bogarts walked. He went to second base on a wild pitch. With two outs and Bogarts still on second, it was Manny Machado. First pitch swinging and a missile into left center base hit. Bogarts rounding third. He's going to come in and score, and Manny just keeps on Machadoing. RBI single and a 1-0 Padre lead in the first. He may not arrive when you want him to, but he's always on time. After that, pitching became the real story in this game, especially in regulation. Mark Martinez dealt with two on in the third and worked around a walk in the fourth inning. Martinez went four scoreless innings in his start. Padres still had just a one nothing lead as Pedro Avila took the mound for the fifth inning. He pitched a scoreless fifth and a 1-2-3 frame 
in the sixth inning. Padres still hadn't scored another against the mix of Jake Woodford, Andre Pallante, and Jacob Barnes through the end of the sixth inning. They had chances, though, at that point, one for eight with runners in scoring position and seven left on base. We went to the seventh inning. Padres still up, just one nothing in this game. Pedro Avila issued a one-out walk. Andrew Kisner doubled with two outs and two in scoring position. It was Mason Wynn. Here's the pitch from Avila and a ground ball to the right side. Cooper can't get it into right field and a base hit. Baker has scored. Here's Kisner, the throw from Tatis, and he's safe. Campusano dropped the ball. The throw beat him there. And a two-run single for Mason Wynn. The Cardinals lead for the first time this weekend. It's 2-1. to one. A good throw by Fernando Tatis Jr. Luis Camposano had it in his mitt. The throw beat the runner, Kisner, to home plate, but Kisner basically kicked the ball out of Camposano's mitt. It dropped to the dirt. Two runs came in on the two-run single by win, and the Cardinals had a 2-1 to lead in the middle of the seventh inning. So, Padres trail 2-1 going bottom seven. John King would put together a scoreless bottom half of the seventh inning. Padres did get a couple of base runners on, but Juan Soto grounded into an inning-ending double play. Padres got a two-out base runner on in the eighth inning, and Ha-Sung Kim, he was picked off a first base. We went to the bottom half of the ninth inning. Still, the Padres trailing by a score of 2-1. The Padres would rally against Cardinals right-hander Ryan Helsley. A walk to... Uh, Garrett Cooper started the inning. Then a walk to Matthew Bannon. By the way, Cooper was pinch run for by Eggy Rosario. A walk to uh, Jose Azokar in the bottom half of the ninth, or excuse me, Jerks and Profar in the bottom half of the ninth inning loaded the bases. So the Padres had the bases loaded. Nobody out, bottom half of the ninth inning, trailing 2-1. to one. Xander Bogarts hit into a fielder's choice. That brought the run in in Eggy Rosario to tie the game at two. On that, Matthew Batten went to third base, and eventually Jerks and Profar would get up to second on defensive indifference. So uh, the, the situation, or excuse me, sorry. Batten on third base and Bogarts on first base. I'm going through this on my scorebook. Gets a little crazy when we go to extra innings. So Bogarts on first. The winning run, Matthew Batten on third base in that ninth inning. Again, one out in the inning. The game tied at two. A golden opportunity for the Padres to win this game with that winning run 90 feet away in Fernando Tatis Jr. at the plate. Tatis struck out, Soto struck out, and the Padres sent this game to extra innings. But again, they had the winning run on third base with one out, especially for Tatis, a spot where a sack fly wins the game. Fly ball deep enough wins the game. Tatis and Soto both struck out to end that inning. So, it was still a 2-2 game going to the top half of the 10th inning. Cardinals had their automatic runner on second base, Scott Barlow on the mound. He struck out Mason Wynn. He got a fly out from Lars Newtbar. The inning was left up to Tommy Edmond. Ball and two strikes from Barlow. Edmond resting the bat on his back shoulder. Here's another 1-2. And he takes strike three on the outside corner. Perfect slider from Barlow. Edmond is out, and the inning is over. Cardinals cannot cash in the automatic runner in the top of the 10th. So a great job by Scott Barlow getting us to the bottom half of the 10th inning with the score still tied at two. Juan Soto started the inning on second base in the bottom half. He represented the winning run. An intentional walk to Manny Machado. Luis Camposano then grounded into a double play. That uh, made it two outs in the inning, but still Soto went to third base. He was again representing the winning run. Intentional walk to Hassan Kim. Eggy Rosario struck out to end that inning. So again, the Padres had the winning run 90 feet away. Couldn't get him home. We went to the 11th inning here at Petco Park. Still tied at two. The automatic runner, Tommy Edmond on second base for St. Louis. It was Scott Barlow. Uh, back to the mound. An intentional walk to Paul Goldschmidt. A single by Jordan Walker. Loaded the bases with nobody out. Then Richie Palacios hit a sack fly. That scored Edmonds to give the Cardinals a 3-2 lead. Luke and Baker was next. An RBI single for Baker and the Cardinals now. A 4-2 lead here in the 11th. 
Cardinals weren't done. They would get a sack fly from Andrew Kisner to score another run in Walker, just getting underneath the tag uh, at home plate of Luis Camposano. Nice swim move by Walker to get in. All in all, it was a three-run top of the 11th inning. All those runs charged against Scott Barlow. Two of those earned, and the Cardinals had a 5-2 lead going to the bottom half of the 11th inning. Padres wouldn't score in that bottom half of the 11th. They went 1-2-3, and that was the ball game. The final score here tonight in 11 innings, Cardinals 5, Padres 2, and the Padres drop back to 76-79, and three games below 500. And with the Cubs winning today, the Padres losing today, Padres now five games out of that third and final wild card spot with just seven games left to play so that's the way it went here tonight i know that was a little bit all over the place uh when we get into extra innings there's a lot going on here uh gotta get upstairs and uh, catch up on on uh, what exactly uh went on and all these extra innings gets uh, all your your thoughts in order if you will so pardon me if we got a little bit messy there with the recap but what you really need to know is that the Padres had a one nothing lead for a while. Mason win the two-run single in the seventh inning, made it a 2-1 to St. Louis lead. Padres were able to scratch across a run in the bottom half of the ninth inning to make it 2-2. They had a golden opportunity to win the game in the bottom half of the ninth inning, couldn't do it. Then, scoreless tenth inning, Padres had an opportunity there again to win the game, and then the Cardinals getting three runs in the eleventh inning to take the 5-2 to two lead. They go on to win by that final score. And again, the number that really stood out here tonight, the Padres as a whole went 1-for-17 with runners in scoring position. We'll dive into more of what that number uh, meant here tonight and the issues throughout the night. But unfortunately, a problem that has popped up many times this year in 2023. Once again, a big issue in this one here tonight for the Padres. Let's go downstairs and hear some post-game reaction. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. Bob, how frustrating, disappointing to have the streak come to an end tonight? Yeah, very. You know, and had a couple opportunities at the end. We felt really good about being able, you know, extend it and then... Uh, you know, being able to to finish it off, we couldn't do it. It's been a problem in the extra innings, obviously, uh, as far as execution goes. But it was a different feeling today. We really felt like we were going to finish it off. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, the conundrum continues, but it felt like this would be the night where you could actually break through, especially what you guys have been doing lately. We did, and we had some guys up there that we, you know, we feel awfully good about. So, um, a little on the stunning side, um, the way we've been playing and the different types of games we've been hitting winning here recently we felt like this one was going to happen as well especially when uh you know we put up a zero on the 10th for that with them missed opportunities one for 14 with runners in scoring position left a lot of guys on base yeah that's not been the norm over these last nine no and that's been you know that was the difference today um they got some big hits later on when with some guys in position and one for 17 is a lot means we didn't come through and 12 in extra innings, I mean, that's going to be the postscript of this season if it doesn't go turn around quickly. Yeah. Question? Yeah. yeah I mean, how does it, you know, how do you explain that at this late? Uh, I, d- I don't. I've been trying to. But today, like I said, today we really felt like we had a good chance to win that game. It wasn't like those games were weighing on us at this point. We really feel like, you know, today was a game we're going to win. We didn't. Uh, Barlow did? Yeah, I mean, with an extreme workload, too. So, you know, he ends up giving up some runs there, um, you know, in the 11th. But to do what he did in the 10th was was huge, you know, and gets us back in the dugout with a chance to score one run and win a game. We just couldn't do it. Any other options for the 11th there? Or? You know, I, well, you saw, you know, we have some guys down there. But the way Barlow's pitched for us, he was willing to go back out there and take a second inning. Not bunting with Campy and the extras, does that have anything to do with he's never laid one down in his yeah, career? Yeah, and he's been driving in runs for us, and we already got guys on first and second base. Obviously, mathematically, every loss is crucial right, right. now, but just as, as a reset emotionally, can you get that reset and get another streak going here down the stretch? Yeah, we're going to have to. So, uh, you know, we're not thinking too much about that, and we haven't been. We've just been thinking about winning games, and we have to continue to win games. You know, the when you lose a game... With how many we have left, it, it stings. But we just have to go out there and continue to try to win every game the rest of the way like we have been to this point. 
That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from down by the clubhouse here at Petco Park after this 5-2 defeat at the hands of the St. Louis Cardinals. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building as we wrap this one up. A lot there from Bob Melvin. And uh, look, it, it's hard to explain the, the extra inning stuff. It really is. And what really hurt about this one here tonight, again, is that, and, and I'll, I'm right there with Bob Melvin, I, I I mean, I figured tonight was going to be the night, especially considering how this team has played and come up with big hits and driven in runs when they needed to and executed on the little things. But we just saw, well, let's be honest, sort of the flip side of, of what this season has been, aside from the eight-game winning streak and aside from the month of September, right, where you know the Padres are searching for that big hit. They're searching for the hits with runners in scoring position. They're searching to execute in extra innings, and it just didn't happen here tonight. And again, if you really want to point to a moment, it wasn't even in the extra innings. It really was in that bottom half of the ninth inning when the Padres load the bases with nobody out. Xander Bogarts uh, hits into the fielder's choice to bring in a run to tie the game at two, and then the winning run was 90 feet away for both Fernando Tatis Jr. with one out and then Juan Soto with two outs, and they both struck out. Look, Ryan Helsley's a, a good reliever, throws hard as great stuff. We know that. But, look, hey, if you want to continue a win streak, you want to keep your uh, slim playoff hopes, uh, you know, well, they're still alive after tonight, but you want to kind of keep them where they are, you got to find ways to come through in a spot like that, and the Padres could not find a way to do it here tonight. So, again, yeah, look, you, you look at the one for 17 with runners in scoring position, 13 left on base. That, that just tells the whole story right there. And, again, it wasn't just about uh, the extra innings. I mean, the Padres had a lot of opportunities in this game. In fact, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. They had base runners on in every inning in this game. Uh, they had one on in the second, they had two on in the third, they had one on in the fourth, they had two on in the fifth, they had two on in the sixth inning, two on in the seventh inning, uh, one on in the eighth inning, then you get to the ninth inning, the tenth inning, the eleventh inning. It was throughout the game. I mean, that's the only way you get to one for 17 with runners in scoring position. But again, uh, everything they do right now in extras is magnified because they, they just have had so much trouble in these games. The Padres, again, 0-12 in extra innings. And trust me, it doesn't give me any great pleasure to read this off to you, but it is what it is. That equals the 1969 Expos for the worst mark in Major League history uh, to start a season in extra inning games. So that's where the Padres are after this one here tonight. And look, I, you had the feeling this one would be different. just wasn't. And... Um, Hard to explain uh, how it's been so tough. And, and I think now that you look at it and you also consider what the Padres have done here in September and over the last eight games, I mean, had they won just half of these games, let's say they were 6-6 six and six in extra inning games instead of 0-12, or heck, if they were even 4-8, and eight, they just had a few more wins, I mean, they'd be in a really good position. I mean, you know, knocking on the door of a wild card spot. So, look, at the end of the day, yeah, the inability to win these extra inning games, it's its certainly going to be part of this story. It, it's, it's 12 losses in games where, you know, you're tied going into the 10th inning, and you would think at some point that one of those games falls your way, but... It is simply not, and uh, unfortunately, it's a it's a significant part of the story here in 2023, the inability to win these extra inning games, and it's a weird one, too. It's very, very hard to explain, uh, but then again, you know, the name of the game is execution, as we've talked about so often, and the Padres uh, couldn't find a way in the 10th inning. You heard uh, Bob Melvin talk about not bunning with Luis Camposano there. He ends up grounding into a double play uh, to make it two outs and a runner on third base, and, and I understand what Bob's saying there, you know, if Camposano's not a bunter. The last thing you want there is for him to pop one up or not be able to get down the bunt and, quite frankly, waste the plate appearance by a guy who's been very good in these spots at driving in runs when you need him and not trying to do too much. And Luis Camposano, I, I do, you know, understand the thinking of, hey, let's give ourselves a chance to, you know, get a base hit, win this game three times with Camposano, uh, Kim, and then it would have been Rosario uh, after that. It was Rosario that but uh, hey again again whether you're bunting whether you're not the name of the game is getting it done and execution in these extra innings and 
The Cardinals found a way in the top of the 11th inning. Padres could not. So a lot of thoughts there, but uh, unfortunately the Padres fall tonight 5-2 to two in 11. When we come back, we'll give out some of our nightly awards. Full out-of-town scoreboard coming up. We'll continue to break this one down as the Cardinals win it here tonight. 5-2 to two over the Padres in 11 on the Padres Radio Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight, Cardinals 5, Padres 2 in 11 as the Padres fall once again in extra innings. They dropped to 0-12 in those games this year. Padres dropped to 76-79. and Cardinals improved to 68-87 and on the season. Sam Levitt with you here inside the loft at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park as we wrap this one up here on the Padres Radio Network. The story here tonight Primarily, like we've been saying, missed opportunities for the Padres. They went one for 17 with runners in scoring position. I, I, I don't have a quick way to to look it up, and you know maybe uh, one of uh, our great beat writers will have it looked up at some point here, or maybe it'll be in the Kevin AC newsletter tomorrow. He also he always uh, has uh, good stuff in there. Um, I, 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 I want to say that's. The most opportunities the Padres have had with runners in scoring position in a game this season, I don't know that for sure. It sounds like it to me, um, but I don't know. Either way, one for 17, uh, not what you want. It takes a lot of work to, to do that, a lot of base traffic, and uh, 13 left on base here tonight for the Padres. So that was the story, and, and that was true really early, middle part of the game, late of the game, and extra innings as well. The Padres Unable to capitalize with runners in scoring position. Cardinals went 3-for-12 in those opportunities. One of those hits came in the 11th inning. The single by Luke and Baker to make it a 4-2 game. And ultimately, Cardinals scoring 3 in the 11th inning. We will get to your phone calls uh, coming up here. 833-288-0973. The phone number 833-288-0973. The phone number to call if you want to get involved first let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game which pitcher was dealing today let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game brought to you by the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware from traeger and weber to the big green egg all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware swings here loops one into shallow center Tim is back. He's calling for it. And well onto the outfield grass, he makes the catch to end the inning. No runs ahead, and the Cardinals leave two men on base for the second time in three innings. Nick Martinez, our ace pitcher of the game here tonight. Nick was very, very good. Four scoreless innings in his spot start. Two hits, walk three, struck out three, threw 62 pitches. That was a lot considering the last time out against Oakland. He only threw 40. So once again, Nick doing whatever he's asked to do and it's something that he should certainly be commended for and he's keeps on doing it <laughs> year after year here in san diego certainly last year and this year here in 23 he was great four scoreless innings in his start and uh, certainly deserving of our ace pitcher of the game padres i mean on the pitching side of things i guess had it pretty much you know, set up the way they wanted. I mean, here tonight, Nick Martinez, four scoreless innings. Pedro Avila ends up throwing a, a scoreless fifth inning and a scoreless sixth inning. And then Avila got in trouble in the seventh inning, gives up the two-run single to Mason Wynn to give the Cardinals a two-to-one lead. But again, I mean, you, you can't say a whole lot about the pitching side of things here tonight. I mean, Avila gives up the two-run single in the seventh inning. And then Scott Barlow, after... 
getting out of the 10th inning to get it to the bottom half of the 10th tied. Barlow did a great job in the top half of the 10th. Well, the 11th inning didn't go nearly as well. And, and look, the extra innings are tough. You've got the runner on second base, an intentional walk. So just like that, runners on first and second, nobody out. A bloop single by Walker and... In the blink of an eye, it's the bases loaded, nobody out. So I'm going to have a very hard time putting a lot of this on Scott Barlow here tonight. I really am because, you know, the extra innings, they're tough. And I'm not trying to make an excuse for Barlow, but, like, he did his job in the 10th inning, got it to the bottom half of the 10th inning, still tied. And, and look, that's a spot where your offense has to find a way, right? You don't want to get to the 11th inning. You don't want to give the other team a chance uh, to come up to bat again, and the Padres did. And look, even in regulation, the only mistake that a Padres pitcher made in this game through nine innings, really, was the two-run single given up to Mason Wynn by Avila. That was the only mistake he made. Cosgrove gets uh, the final out of the seventh inning. Robert Suarez, a scoreless eighth inning. Josh Hader, a scoreless ninth inning. And the Padres had opportunities galore to, uh, to score in this game, and that was well before the extra inning. So, again, and I sound like a broken record, I know, but you, you look at the one for 17 with runners in scoring position, and that was the story in this one. No way around it. All right, we'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network, come back with more full out-of-town scoreboard coming your way. We'll continue to break this one down, get you ready for the rubber game of this series tomorrow and final home game of 2023 as well. Hard to believe. Tomorrow, final time, we're rolling up here to Petco Park. And then we hit the road for six, and that's it in 2023 final score here in 11 cardinals 5 padres 2 back after this on the padres radio network our post-game show continues here on the padres radio network final score here tonight st louis 5 san diego 2 the final in 11 sam levitt with you Inside the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park as we wrap this one up. Padres have their eight-game win streak come to an end. They cannot extend it to nine. You thought maybe there was some magic in the air here tonight. Getting to a ninth straight win, finally winning an extra inning game here in 2023 was not meant to be here tonight as the Cardinals score three in the top of the 11th inning to go on to win it 5-2. to two. Still a lot to do here in our postgame coverage. We will take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up here in just a little bit. Continue to give out our nightly awards if you want to get involved on the phones. You can do that, 833-288-0973, the phone number to call. As always, if you'd rather get involved on social media, you can tweet at me at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs open as well as always, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. I've got Johnny on Twitter here tweeting at me. I was wondering about the uh, number of at-bats with runners in scoring position. Padres going one for 17 with runners in scoring position here tonight. I was wondering if that was uh, a season high in at-bats with RISP this season. Well, Again, this is from Johnny on Twitter, so this is not verified by me, but Johnny will go with it for now. I believe you. Johnny saying Padres went 6-for-19 with runners in scoring position in the first game of the Mexico City Series on April 29th. They also went 7-for-17 uh, on May 1st. So apparently they did have one game on April 29th that was in Mexico City against the Giants where they did have uh, 19 at-bats with runners in scoring position, albeit that was at the elevation in uh, Mexico City, and then uh, apparently 17 at-bats on May 1st. That's from Johnny on Twitter. So I have not verified, but Johnny, well, we'll go with it for now because I, I just don't have a, <laughs> I don't have the uh, brain power to, to look it all up while we're uh, on the radio here live. I'm, I'm limited uh, in that sense sometimes when we're uh, live here on the post-game show. But uh, look, whether it was a season high or not, one for 17, it's really not about the number of it at bats with runners in scoring position. It's the other number, the one. Uh, if this game is, you know, even just, uh, you know, one more hit in a spot, you know, say the ninth inning or the tenth inning, and the Padres end up going, you know, I don't know, one for something, two for something with runners in scoring position, you wouldn't care at all because they win the game and uh, could not find a way to come up with that. Big hit here tonight. That was the unfortunate part here tonight. You, you felt like uh, this team has got over the hump of, you know, the extra inning woes of, of 
you know, not finding ways late to come up with the big hit, the issues with runners in scoring position late. But unfortunately, tonight was a little bit more of what we've seen this year than the last eight games, if, if we're being honest about it. Um, and unfortunately, you, you felt like, uh, hey, would be kind of cool, get this win streak to nine, win it in extra innings, and certainly they had a great opportunity to win it in the bottom half of the ninth inning, but not meant to be here tonight as the Padres fall 5-2. to two. Let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game here tonight will stay on the Padres side of things, some positivity, because there really are a number of different guys to choose from, whether it was Suarez or Hader. You know, Barlow, had he only pitched the 10th inning and the Padres win this game, I'm probably giving it to him, but then the 11th inning happened. But I'll give it to Robert Suarez. Very quick and easy. 1-2-3 inning in the 8th. Used 13 pitches. That's, by the way, a day after he went an inning in two-thirds in yesterday's win. So for those reasons, he's our relief pitcher of the game here tonight. And Robert, tell you what, has had a really nice month of September. Has not given up a run on just one hit in eight innings of work during September. So certainly a good piece of news for the Padres. Robert Suarez, after a couple of of tougher outings, you know, towards the end of August, and he had a a few thrown in there after coming off the IL. Uh, He's really settled into a groove nicely as of late. So that's certainly good news, and uh, Suarez certainly did his job here tonight, the one, two, three, eighth inning. Let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game here tonight, tell you what, this is a tough one. It is because there's nobody for either side that, you know, stood out offensively. And then you look at even Mason Wynn, who had the two-run single for St. Louis. You know, that didn't end up being the the game-winning hit because the Padres tied it, so I'm not giving it to him. I'm sort of looking at the Cardinals' bullpen. And, you know, Ryan Helsley, he got out of a big jam in the ninth inning to get it to extras, but he did give up the run and walk the bases loaded which was a big part of the game going to extras to begin with. So it can't be him. So I'm looking at it, two scoreless innings in the 10th and 11th for Casey Lawrence, including a a great job in that bottom half of the 10th inning by Lawrence with the game still tied at two. And the Padres having the winning run on second base with nobody out with the uh, ghost runner on second base. So for that reason, two scoreless innings in extras, critical moments, critical at-bats, Going to give it to Cardinals reliever Casey Lawrence. How about that? I, I would not have predicted that Casey Lawrence, Cardinals reliever, would be our player of the game here tonight if you would have told me that before the game. But looking at it, to me, it, it makes a lot of sense. So Casey Lawrence, congratulations, Casey. You're our Padres Radio Network player of the game here tonight. All right, we'll step aside. We'll come back. Full look at the out-of-town scoreboard. We had some wild games around the major leagues here today. We'll hear our play of the game and continue to wrap this one up. Again, the final in 11, Cardinals 5, Padres 2. As the Padres still yet to win an extra inning game here in 2023. Hard to believe, uh, but uh, is what it is as the Padres fall and they see their eight-game win streak come to an end. Post-game show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight. Cardinals 5, Padres 2 in 11. As the Padres have their eight-game win streak come to an end. Padres drop to 76-79. and 79. Cardinals improve 
uh, to 68 and 87 with the win. Still a lot to do on our post-game show. Full out-of-town scoreboard coming up in just a little bit. And uh, we'll get you ready for the rubber game of this three-game series tomorrow. Sam Levitt with you inside the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park as we wrap this one up. Tough one here tonight for the Padres with the loss. They drop to five games out of that third and final Wild card spot in the National League behind the Cubs. And look, it's, you know, it's not uh, over. Um, but I think we all understand how little margin for error there was for the Padres entering today and certainly entering the last handful of days as they continued their winning streak. Um, and even if they were perfect, they would need quite a bit of help, right? So. Uh, Look, uh, the playoff chances were slim. They continue to be slim. Got a little bit slimmer after tonight. That's uh, the situation they're in. Um, See if they can bounce back tomorrow and start a new streak, right? And uh, I don't know, maybe you can win seven in a row to end the year. And like we were talking about last night, see where the the chips fall uh, at the end of next Sunday. We'll see. All right, let's get through uh, a handful of phone calls here before we get out of here. Do uh, want to uh, get to some of our callers who have been waiting for a little while. Let's begin with Graham, who's, I think, on the way home from the game right now, coming out of Petco Park. Graham, you're on the Padres Radio Network postgame show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Um, yeah, so a lot of traffic here. Um, I agree. I Like you said, there uh, is very little margin for error, but they did it once. I know that they can do it again. Um, I know that there were a couple of uh, intentional walks, well, from both teams. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't quite understand why they didn't take the chance to bunt. I mean, obviously, Profar tried to bunt, but it seemed a little uh, late at the time. Um, Suarez, I know he was doing good. I was there for when uh, Snell pitched the no-hitter, and he continued that. And so they should play him a little bit more. But like you said, they can do it once. They can do it twice. Yeah. Yeah, and Graham, I appreciate the call and appreciate your positivity. Um, look, the situation with Profar in the ninth inning, um, the situation there, two walks in front of Profar. Remember, the Padres are down 2-1 to one in the ninth inning. Now, they got a gift because the wild pitch got the runners to second and third anyway, and then Profar ends up walking. So the bases were loaded. Bogart's the fielder's choice, and then Tatis Soto strike out with the winning run on third base. Then there was the tenth inning, and look, it, You know, they could have played it in that 10th inning with runners on first and second, nobody out of time game, laying down the bunt with Campusano. You know, I understand if you're out there, you know, thinking, why didn't they bunt? I I understood the reasoning from Bob Melvin. Campusano is somebody who has never laid down a sacrifice bunt in the major leagues. Um, I don't know that he's ever done it in his professional career. I, I, I don't know that for fact, but I'll just tell you, somebody who worked in the minor leagues for a long time, um, you know, Camposano was typically a middle-of-the-lineup power hitter. I have a hard time believing that he's laid down bunts before, if any. Um, I, I did understand the reasoning there. Um, unfortunately, sort of the worst-case scenario worked out, where he hit into a double play. And just like that, there's two outs, and, and you do have the winning run still on third base, but it, it obviously does take a lot of momentum out of the inning. So... Uh, look, uh, it's what they elected to do. You heard the reasoning from Bob Melvin, and, and unfortunately grounds into the double play. And, you know, again, we can look at that in the 10th inning, but but I got to be honest with you, like, if you zoom out and you look at this game as a whole, you know, th- there were a lot of other issues just driving in runs and capitalizing on opportunities beyond that. I mean, one for 17 with runners in scoring position, that's, I mean, that's a rough night in that department, to say the least. And, Again, I, I, I think the even beyond the 10th inning, the part of this game that really, really hurt was not winning it in the bottom half of the ninth inning. When you had Tatis at the plate, you know, with that winning run 90 feet away, a fly ball wins the game. And then Soto, you know, a base hit wins the game. Those are the guys you want up. And look, in this eight-game win streak in the month of September, they've done a much better job, especially those big bats of, of coming up with those hits when they when they need them and uh just didn't happen here tonight unfortunately let's go to steve calling in from la mesa hi steve hey good evening gentlemen uh, i just want to say you guys do an outstanding job and i've been um, a padre fan since 1969 uh, when they had bleachers in front of um left field uh, but uh, the three things the padres on a consistent basis haven't done this year is pitching hitting and defense 
all in any given game. But um, they're a great team to watch. But it's obvious um, with the fan attendance this year, and um, we'll look forward to next year. All right, Steve. Uh, well, look, uh, certainly lots to look forward to in 2024. Uh, if your head's already there, um, you know, I don't blame you. Uh, thank you for the phone call. Uh, look, I'll disagree with you a little bit in the sense of, you know, th- there have been games where it's it's sort of all clicked. Now, there wasn't a, a sustained stretch where things clicked really until the last week and a half, two weeks. Um, you know, look, let's be honest, games like tonight, the issues with runners in scoring position, the issues with extra innings, I mean, this has been part of the problem all year, as we know. So, unfortunately, this was sort of uh, a redirection into a lot of the problems that have, you know, have, have really plagued this team uh, this season. But, uh, you know, Steve, look, I, I think as of late, they've certainly uh, certainly been able to uh, put it together and, and, and do some things they haven't done, but uh, unfortunately couldn't keep it going here tonight. Let's go to Lauren in Carlsbad calling in. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Hey, I absolutely love your show. Um, you do a wonderful job. Um, I, you know, it, it sometimes makes uh, difficult part of your losses, um, you know, tolerable. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, I definitely appreciate all the, the hard work you do, and, and uh, you. you do a wonderful job. Um, I was wondering, kind of just watching the game, um, I know Bob Melvin came from the A's, and I know the A's organizational approach is more of like a money ball station-to-station approach. And I wonder if that is kind of affecting the way that the Padres are approaching, you know, running the bases, just getting on base, on taking that approach of that station to station versus maybe being a little bit more aggressive. Um, I don't think Melvin deserves all the criticism. I think people are a little bit too hard on him. I think there comes a point where the the players kind of have to execute. Um, So I think there's equal blame to kind of spread around. But I'm wondering if uh, philosophically, if the Padres want to approach being a little bit more aggressive. I really liked the uh, double steal that I saw the Cardinals do. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that you know that in that um, position that the Cardinals actually you know put their foot on the gas and and yeah. were able to um, create a little bit more offense. Yeah, you know, look, Lauren, you know, and thank you for the phone call as always. You know, look. I, I think when you're looking at something that's 0-12 in extra innings, I mean, to me, it, it, it you know, we can talk philosophies, we can talk, you know, all kinds of stuff, but it's just not executing. And, look, even 0-12 is weird. Like, it's hard to believe the extra inning record. It really is. Of all the, kind of the oddities of this season, it, it I mean, that's right up there with the oddest one because, I mean, you just think there's – break it down very simply like it's a tie game going into extra innings and each team gets a runner on second base like just randomly you would think one of these games would fall their way but the reality is they've had a very very hard time you know situational hitting late in games coming up with big hits late in games it's been a problem um you know, certainly, again, that ninth inning, I keep going back to the ninth inning here tonight when they had the winning run on third base. It was, it was right there for him with Tatis and Soto, and then obviously in the tenth inning as well. So, you know, Lauren, I'm not sure, you know, philosophies and, and you know, you look at the record and you look at some of the issues. Um, uh, to me, it's just, it's it's flatly about execution when you're looking at an 0-12 record in extra inning games, right? I mean, it's it's you know not trying to do too much get a base hit to win the game the other teams they've played have just executed a whole lot better in the extra innings right i mean look at tonight the cardinals did something in those two innings that the padres did not do and that was you know uh have a blue pit uh, a sack fly an rbi single a sack fly i mean two of the runs came uh, came on sack flies in that three run 11th inning and you look at it for the padres lauren i mean they didn't have a hit in the extra innings so again to me it's 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 just execution i mean i, I don't know that there's you know i mean to me you know the a style of play you know where you have to do the little things right and um you know you're not dealing with with super high payrolls and um you know you're to me like that's a strategy that should work um and look bob melvin was the the skipper of a team last year that that was great in one run games and great late in games and good in extra inning games i i i 
can't quite explain why this has been so the other way this year. Um, and to me, it's just about players not executing in these extra innings. I mean, at the end of the day, in 12 games, when you're 0-12, to me, we can talk philosophies, we can talk all of it. Like, you got to get a hit when the runner's on second base in these extra inning games, and they, uh, they just uh, have not found a way to do it. Uh, we'll get to one or two more here. Let's go to Long Beach. It's Brian on the Padres postgame show with Sam Levitt. Hi, Brian. Hey, Sammy. Hey. I listen to you all the time, man. Thanks. I uh, I do. I, I, I catch every post game. I I live and die with the pods. You know, I watch every game on the MLB package except mm-hmm. for the games against the Dodgers because mm-hmm. I am a local team and I don't get those right. games, so I have to listen to Tony and Jesse, right. which is cool because, you know, I, I love those guys. Mm-hmm. But – Tonight was the night, man. I just had to, I had to call and say, "All right, I'm waving the white flag. It's it's mm. it's over." But I do have a couple of quick questions that maybe sure. you can shed some light on, and that is, why are you playing Choi in a must-win game? Guy doesn't have a hit as Padre. We need guys that have come through and played. I mean. Cooper, he's been good. I mean, why why are you not playing mm. Cooper? Why are you playing Choi? And uh, why are you pinch hitting um, when, uh, oh, God, you know, you put Profar in to bunt. I mean, mm-hmm. Zokar is more than capable of, of laying down a bunt in that situation. So those are my questions. Uh, I love you, man, and I appreciate what you've gone through this year. And uh, <laughs> thanks, man. You know, all right, Brian. A great season. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate the kind words. Certainly. Um, look, I'll touch on both of your points. Look, it's been tough for Choi. He's zero for twenty now with the Padres. Look, they've they've wanted Choi the lefty against the righties. It was Woodford the righty on the mound. Later, Cooper would pinch it. Uh, there is no doubt that Cooper's been, you know, and again, it's a very limited sample size with Choi, and then he had the injury, so maybe it's a little unfair, but hey, I mean, it's September, and it is what it is. I mean, you know, the sample sizes aren't always going to be huge. He's really struggled. He's over 20. He had that one nice moment where he drove in the run with the sack fly a couple of days ago that was impactful in a win, but aside from that, I mean, it, it just has not been great over 20. Um, you know, Cooper... 247 so far, 97 at-bats, obviously has power, three home runs, 13 RBIs. He's done a good job. Uh, Brian, I don't have much light to shed other than, you know, they've really wanted to use Troy against the righties. I mean, to me, that's, you know, I can dive a little bit deeper into it and find out more for you, but uh, a righty on the mound in Woodford, and, and when Troy and Cooper both got here, they were very committed to to using Troy uh, against um uh, against uh, the righties. So, to me, that was the thinking here tonight, whether you agree or disagree. Uh, as far as Profar, um, I'm just thinking through this now. I mean, look, Zokar was in that spot. You know, I I, I don't know. I don't think it was asked post-game there. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't totally... I mean, I don't disagree with it. Like, I don't, I don't think it had a major impact in this game, to be honest with you, because Profar ends up walking. But, you know, maybe they felt like Profar had the better chance to lay down the bunt. I mean, I, I don't have a major problem with that, pinch hitting for a Zokar there. You know, who knows? Maybe, you know, Camposano, somebody who hasn't really laid down a bunt ever. Like, maybe it was the same thinking with a Zokar. I, I, I don't have a concrete answer for you, Brian. Um, but I will say this. I, I don't think that was like a major factor in this game, right? I mean, it ended, by the way, it ended up all kind of working out because there was the wild pitch and then the walk and the bases were loaded. So it ended up being kind of even better um, with bases loaded, nobody out instead of second and third and one out. Um, I don't have a great answer for you on that one, honestly, Brian, as I think through it, I'd have to ask. Um, And then the Troy part, yeah, look, they've been very committed to the righty-lefty 
uh, when, when both Choi and, and Cooper have, have been uh, available. So th- that's the way it went here tonight. And look, Choi's really struggled. And who knows, maybe here in the final seven games, it's it's more of a throwing the righty-lefty stuff out the window and going with Cooper, who's just been better. He's just been better. So uh, we'll see. But, Brian, uh, thank you for the phone call. Let's take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. All right, everything has gone finally in the major leagues today. We'll update you on the standings here in just a moment as well. Angels beat the Twins 1-0 in Minnesota earlier today. Joe Adele, a home run in that one. Cubs beat the Rockies earlier today 6-3 in Chicago. Phillies beat the Mets 7-5 in Philadelphia. Bryce Harper hit his 20th home run of the year in that one. A's beat the Tigers 4-1 in Oakland. White Sox beat the Red Sox 1-0 in Boston. Marlins beat the Brewers 5-4 in Miami. Rays beat the Blue Jays 7-6 in Tampa Bay. Josh Lowe had four RBIs in that game. I always get confused between Brandon Lau and Josh Lowe. I think it's Lau is Brandon, Lowe is Josh. And then Josh's brothers with Nathaniel. I'm going to double-check this after the out-of-town scoreboard. Orioles beat the Guardians 2-1 in Cleveland. John Means took a no-hit bid in the seventh inning in that one. Pirates beat the Reds. Oh, my goodness. Pirates beat the Reds 13-12. Do you know that the Pirates trailed 9-0 in that game? They overcame a nine-run deficit to beat the Reds, ultimately 13-12. Yikes. And the Reds right in the thick of the NL wildcard race, too. I mean, you want to talk about a terrible loss this time of year. Oh, my goodness. They led 9-0. They lost the game. The Pirates, who are playing like the the mega spoilers right now in the National League. Rangers beat the Mariners 2-0 in Arlington. Royals beat the Astros 3-2 in Houston. Dodgers beat the Giants 7-0 in L.A. Clayton Kershaw went five innings. No runs given up on two hits in that one. Games postponed today. Diamondbacks at the Yankees. They'll make that up on Monday in New York, and the Braves and the Nationals also postponed due to weather. They'll make that up as part of a doubleheader tomorrow. And that's a look at the full out-of-town scoreboard here on this Saturday in the major leagues. Now I really want to know the Josh Lowe-Lau situation. I'm looking it up. I'll take a second to look it up. Yeah, it's Josh Lowe, and then he's brothers with, or am I making that up? No, yes, brothers with Nathaniel Lowe of the Rangers. But then Tampa Bay also has Brandon Lau. So Josh Lowe, Brandon Lau. There we go. All right, let's update you on the standings in the major leagues, where things stand in the wild card race in the NL at the end of tonight, just so you know. And unfortunately, it's not a race. So here at the end of tonight, Phillies, very firmly in that number one wild card spot. Arizona in the number two spot. They're a half game up on the Cubs, who hold the third and final wild card spot. Miami, a game out behind the Cubs for that final spot. Cincinnati, two and a half games out. San Francisco, four games out. And the Padres after tonight, five games out behind the Chicago Cubs. So it's not over yet, but certainly the postseason chances are are slim and uh, tonight certainly didn't help losing a game so the Padres will be five games out with seven left to play entering tomorrow let's hear our play of the game what was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game this is the play of the game presented by Bill Howe Plumbing Heating and Air Flood and Restoration because we know how Here's the 0-1 pitch. Palacio swings, hits it in the air to right field, more high than deep. Profar over towards the line, not in a great throwing position. He makes the catch. Edmund tagging. He's going to score. The throw is cut off, and the Cardinals retake the lead. 3-2 St. Louis here in the 11th inning as Palacios does his job. Well, not the most exciting play of the game we've ever had, but tonight I think it's got to be the play of the game. The sack fly by Palacios in the 11th inning to give the Cardinals the 3-2 lead. They would score two more in that top half of the 11th inning to go on and win it here tonight in 11, 5-2. 
I think that's the first time all year we've had a sack fly. <laughs> it's play of the game, but uh, here tonight it goes that way. All right, taking a look ahead to tomorrow's ball game here at Petco Park, the final home game of 2023. Very hard to believe. It's sad, really. Can't believe that. Hmm. Taking a look. Right-hander Michael Waka on the mound for the Padres. Left-hander Drew Rahm on the mound for the St. Louis Cardinals. First pitch tomorrow at 1.10 p.m. Anarika Water SoCal. Padres pregame show will begin at 12.10 from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. So, if you're coming to the game tomorrow, you have not said hi to me all year here inside the loft. You want to say hi. Maybe you've met me before. Maybe you haven't. This may be your last chance tomorrow. So come on out. We'll have a, a good time here inside the Western Metal Building, uh, certainly during the pregame show, and encourage you to come say hello. Uh, we'd love to see you, take photos, whatever you want to do, and uh, enjoy Petco Park one final time. Why not, right? Why not enjoy it one final time here in 2023 tomorrow afternoon? Taking a look at the final totals in this ball game here tonight. For the St. Louis Cardinals, five runs, six hits, no errors. They left on eight. For the Padres, two runs, six hits, no errors. They left on 13. Winning pitcher in this game was Casey Lawrence, who improves to 1-0. Losing pitcher Scott Barlow, who drops to 2-6. Time of game, a long one in 11 innings, 3 hours, 43 minutes. And the crowd here at Petco Park, another sold-out crowd here in downtown San Diego. It is sellout number 58 here at Petco Park this season, 42,525. As always, if you missed any of our post-game show, you can listen back to all of it on the Inside San Diego Baseball Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our great studio coordinator, Nick Tanucci. I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night from Petco Park. Again, the final score in 11 innings, the St. Louis Cardinals 5 and the San Diego Padres 2. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.